Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your first episode of the Rogue AI Podcast. This is your host, Wildebeest674, and also your two co-hosts, Crazy and Azzy Southwood. Say hello, guys. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? And Azzy is the beautiful lad with the uh, the Scottish accent. And Crazy is the other fellow that everyone loves. <laughs> That's about all I can really say there, because I don't want the viewers to have any more material to dunk on you, Crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's very. Uh, I don't want this to. I don't want this to turn into Twitch chat again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, this is the first episode of the Rogue AI podcast. This is something we've been working on for about behind the scenes for about a month now, and really excited to get this show launched. And this show is basically gonna be like an amalgamation of like trending topics and timeless debates within the gaming and content creation sphere. So we're talking about YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, if I even dare go that way. <laughs> like content creation and gaming are like two of the things I'm most passionate about personally. And it's something that I know these guys are passionate about as well. And basically we wanna bring this show to you guys to give you guys something to do while you're driving to work, or you're doing something boring as hell, like studying or God forbid, having to clean, like clean your house, like something to listen to. Hopefully our crazy ramblings will actually entertain you guys and give you guys a base to uh, start your weeks off in a good place at. But that's what I really aim to do with this show as well as just have fun. And yeah. with that being said, we're going to bring the uh, first topic that we agreed to to the on to the board. And that's going to be we're all going to go around and share like the first video games we played and how that got us into gaming and led us into th the places we are today. And then after that, we can also uh, elaborate a bit on how we all met each other. So the so that the audience has a bit of lore for the show, if they ever come back to this, that is. Oh, they will. Trust and me. we're going to go alphabetical order. So that means, Azzy, you're first. Oh, no. The, the <laughs> I pulled the chair on you because uh, cause I'm W, I'm last. Let's go. Um, uh, I hmm, I think my first game was uh, Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, and, uh, sick. Turned me into a big old idiot. Oh, I love <laughs> Mortal Kombat 3, dude. Wait, yeah, was, was it like... Great. Was it like... Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, like the, the console ports, or was it like the actual arcade oh. machine? No, it was Ultimate. Ah, dude. Like was it the N64 port? Um I can't I can't remember. I just remember playing the game. Dude. <laughs> it. dude. Um either way, Mortal Kombat's a great place to start. I love MK. Oh yeah. I literally, literally um like I know, I know Street Fighter came like came before Mortal Kombat as far as like fighting games go, but the way Mortal Kombat pushed the agenda, beautiful. Yeah, those games were amazing. Um, I think it was playing like last week. <laughs> uh, the speaking of Mortal Kombat, that new Mortal Kombat movie though, that it's gonna be yeah. pretty decent. I've heard some yeah. decent. I've heard good things about it. I heard it's not gonna be a dog shit video game movie. Oh yeah. You, yeah, I like the design for uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero for the movie. Yeah, I think either way, I did enjoy it. I'm just, uh, and uh, where did you go from there? Like, 
from Mortal Kombat because gaming's always a journey. Um, I don't know actually. I wasn't really that big in games when I was younger. Because uh, hmm. I feel like usually, uh, like at some point, you just kind of pick it back up, though. Much it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I feel like at some like what got you into the uh, games that you play now? Like, what kind of scene did did you uh, jump into? Like any uh, in, like any YouTube YouTubers or streamers or anything that brought you into these games that you enjoy now? Because I feel um, like that's a better question to uh, phrase it. No, I think it was mostly my friends. That's uh, that's been getting me into games. Oh, bug think, you! <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten a game from any like content creator with that. I don't know. <laughs> Was it like the like IRL friends that got you into these games, and do you still like oh, talk yeah. to them? Like, do you still talk to them a lot? Um, some not as much. Uh, just cause we've all been busy. But yeah, I still, I still talk to them and. I don't think it, yeah, they were all like uh close friends in person. And I know uh at least at least from what I see, like now you kinda just play the uh you play like the like battle like, I know you played Battle Royales with some friends and make some really funny content because you showed some to us earlier and the viewers listening, if you guys want to see that, just follow Azzy on Twitter. At sub to Asriel, you will see all the banger content he puts out. Because this <laughs> one, this one that he showed, crazy and odd, dude, this shit had me dying like two minutes in. Oh, yeah. This this <laughs> new video had us dying two minutes in, and oh, I feel like it's yeah. it's actually awesome to see people like casually enjoying these like sweaty ass BR games. <clears throat> Still, yeah. If anyone's interested as well, we have our we have our first video. Uh, for those type of things, I think if anyone's interested, definitely go check it out. Uh, yeah, we can definitely drop that in the uh, description of the YouTube version of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. And with that being out of the way, crazy, it's your turn to uh, enlighten everyone as to your gaming journey. How did that start? So, for me, uh. I started with the GameCube. Uh, I was playing uh, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. That was my first ever actual game that I, that I played. I remember playing it as a kid. I was just astonished by the graphics, the controls, and how it looked in general. Oh, man. Yeah, The Legend of Zelda is always a good place to start because those games are so well-built and like very deeply... Uh, like. You know, very deeply uh, made. I, I I can say, it's it's like one of the it's it's that game franchise where things are made. The story's really good, and the levels look great. It's one of those types of franchises that you can always appreciate. I was I was very like surprised by by it, and that's when that's when I was very started to get interested in gaming. Then after that, I started playing the the I think it was the, the Nintendo Game Boy. I started playing that as like a handheld uh, gaming device. Then from there, I went into the PS2. Uh, I I used to play with my friends. Like we used to play a lot of uh, racing games, so like Need for Speed, Underground, stuff like that. We used to used to play that. Then I got into GTA Vice City. 
Oh, and dude, those are some good games. Need for Speed I, Underground and GTA Vice City? Yes. Ooh, yes. Also, it's getting kind of rough for him because my nephews are just having a fun time outside. <laughs> but it is it is what it is, and this is the day that we have to run the show. But, man, the PS2 era of games, beautiful. I love the PS2 era. Like, Vice City, uh, G, like Need for Speed Underground. Dude, I could go on all day on this, but... Uh, let's continue on towards more towards the uh, modern day, if you'd like yeah. to. How about uh, well now I the, then from there I went to the the original Xbox, which is actually another good console that I like. Then from there I went to the 360, to the PS3, to the PS4, and now <laughs> to the PS5. Oh yeah. And what kind of games do you like to play now? Like I know I know you like the uh, single player games a lot. You're a big. Like, I know you're a big fan of like the story-driven games and having like the deep lore and stuff like that. Yeah, like uh, I think that like really, Red Dead. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two was a very good game that I really enjoyed back in 2018. And I know, did you play uh, Ghost of Tsushima in recently? Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I oh man, Ghost. that game is amazing. I've heard. I, I really yeah. want to play that myself. The graphics are amazing in that game. The, the, the story. Yes. Like a punch really made it. What uh? What are your favorite games so far? Well, dude, right now. Oh <laughs> man, my favorite games right now are always freaking uh, shooter games because that's kind of how I start. That's that's really what brought me through my childhood for the most part. But mm-hmm. where everything started was Super Mario Bros. Dude, my mom, oh, my mom taught me how to play that when I was four years old. I never on, the, on the original Nintendo. And I had beaten the entire game, like, from 1-1 to 8-4 at the age of 5. I beat the entire game. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. And then I moved on from the, from <clears throat> Mario Bros. to Super Mario Bros. 3, which is also an amazing game. I love Mario Bros. 3. It's one of the best. Like, That's Mario true. Bros. 3 is one, probably one of the best games on the NES, in my yeah. opinion. And then from there, we got the, you know, we got the Nintendo 64, like it was party games and stuff, because I had two brothers growing up. So we played a lot of uh, Smash Bros, um, uh, yeah, Super Smash Bros, Pokemon Stadium, we played that a lot. Pokemon Stadium is the bomb, dude. Played for, like, we would build teams and, like, try to destroy each other at Pokemon. And then also, like, like go hard on the mini games like trying to compete with each other like we tried to break every like we would set records and try to break each other's records every freaking day on stuff like that and then when and then when it got into the ps2 era of games there was a ps2 port for quite possibly the best game ever made that got me into shooters and that was unreal tournament like it had this ps2 port that was like a like a watered down version of the actual game and I fell in love with that as a young, as like at like six, seven, eight years old, dude. I played that played that port a lot. And when I figured out it was on PC, dude, I begged my parents forever to to get a computer that I could run the game on. And it took I mean it took years because I'd wanted to play that game for years. And finally, when I was like fourteen, I had worked, got like did some uh, odd jobs and earned the money and built a PC to do it. And I built one that was able to play 2K Unreal Tournament 2004, which was like the uh, next version of that game. 
and that game was amazing. And then I was, oh. then I got into Quake, and I was actually better at Quake than that. So it was just like an arena, an arena shooter grind through high school, because um, I had that PC and I was able to play those games at sixty frames, which was amazing back then. And that uh, got what, me. That got me really, really into the arena shooter uh, grind. Like I used to be really good at those games. That's and, awesome. And oh, yeah. like you know, and a lot of old heads would host these, uh, you know, Quake Three tournament, dual tournaments at uh, game like card shops and stuff. And they would host them while my friends were doing like Yu Gi Oh, like buying Yu Gi Oh cards and stuff, and. Like I walked up to this tournament and they were like, it's $5 to enter. And I literally went in. This was the first tournament I ever played too. Walked in, put $5 in and made it past like three rounds of people. And I think I was like, I think I ended up placing third in that one. Cause there was a lot of people that were just playing for the sake of playing. Yeah. And then like, then about three or four people that actually knew what they were doing. And this was like like a month and a half of me playing Quake as opposed to like Unreal Tournament. And Quake's a whole different beast as far as like armor, like pick, like timing your armors and weapon switching and all that stuff. I wasn't good at comboing like that back in the day. Because in Unreal Tournament, you can just pick up one or two weapons and use just those weapons. And in Quake, you have to like weapon switch constantly and, you know, know the best combos to really be good at that game it's a different beast because the movement's different as well and the movement's faster for quake <laughs> wasn't there a ps3 version of unreal tournament yes unreal tournament 3 it dropped on the uh the xbox 360 and ps3 also played that when i had yeah, my I remember, xbox 360 i remember playing a little bit of it when i did when i had it Dude, that game, like, even that console port of it was pretty decent, but nothing stacks up to the PC version. Because in the console ports, you can't dodge, which is, like, the main movement tech of the, uh, the Unreal Tournament games. Like that, like, that dodge, like, that ability to get a really fast dash or, like, jump off of walls, dash off of walls like that, that was crucial. To being great because movement was like king in a arena FPS. That's why I loved it so much because everything was so chaotic and moved so fast. Oh yeah, isn't that the game that first uh, invented the uh, bunny hopping as well? Yeah, Quake was like the grandfather of uh, the B hop and the uh, Call of Duty engine because it's oh, based yeah. off of the uh, Quake Three engine. Oh, nice. Like all, I of the, all of the COD games are based off of that engine. And I fell in love with the Unreal Tournament first, but still, it, it, it pains me to this day. Be, you know, like I know all the other people that remember this game are like 10 years older than me because I was a young one back in the day in that community. Whenever, yeah. whenever I went to play pickups and stuff, I was on the younger side of that. And then... You know, when I mention it on Twitch now, it's just like, you know, when in Twitch chats, people are like, what game do you miss the most? And I'll say that. And the people in Twitch chat are just like, what? What is that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, man, I can't do this again. 
but then yeah. when and then after you know after i like i played in some more quake lens and actually won a one one or two over the year over the high school years and then after high school i just kind of stopped uh gaming for a while and started working all the time and then after i got done with that i made the money that i wanted to make and did stuff i wanted to do I came back to gaming and all I had was this crappy laptop that I had used for my one year that I did of college and I couldn't play any shooters because this thing wouldn't run anything. The only game possible was League of Legends and I played League of Legends for a year and oh boy, that game is amazing. Lee Toxic. <laughs> like, and then... I moved for like when I, you know, and that's when I started saving for my gaming PC that I have now. And I started saving for that bad boy because I'm like, man, I got to get out of league and get better, get better gear so I can actually play. Yeah. And I had built it to play like Unreal Tournament 4, you know, when it was still being developed. And by the time I actually built my PC, it was dead. Fortnite had taken its place. The development oh, team got God. pulled and put on Fortnite. And I was just stuck dead in the water. Like, man, what do I do? Because I tried to play Quake Champions and it and it wasn't really doing anything either. So it was just like, well, man, I just kind of sat there dead in the water until I decided to actually try Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. And I've been playing these BRs and these like sh first person shooters and stuff that really aren't the the way I came up. And it's really fun to learn that game style. But man yeah like i can't stand cod because it's just like the community is a different beast in its in its entirety not ever have i ever went through and had like an extremely wholesome experience playing cod as long as i've ever gamed and it's not like that in a lot of other games like at least in league you'll have people to say good luck have fun but in cod it's just like nope that all that shit's right out the window bro all out the window <laughs> but that leads me to where i am now but now i'm just like a you know now i stream too so usually i try to find games that i can vibe with with my community actually and just like try to have something vibe like vibey going like i don't really yeah. try to be the best at anything anymore because i'm no i'm not capable of it like there's no way I'm capable of uh, being the best anymore. Not after uh, not playing for these years and going through the wear and tear of uh, life. You just kind of lose. You just kind of lose your. Uh, you just kind of lose your uh, like natural ability for it as you get older. Like you do lose your reaction time a bit if you're not like constantly honing your skills. But that basically brings me where I am now, and we can also start discussing uh, where we all met each, you know, how we all met each other, and give give the uh, listeners a little bit of lore for the show. And I feel like it'd be better for me to start because my story is going to be shorter than your guys' stories, because yeah. because my story of how I met you guys literally leads right into each other because I met Crazy about two years ago now. Two years and a month at this point, exactly, I could say. I met him through uh, Miss Giggles' community. She was a uh, Twitch streamer that streamed Fortnite. And 
I like I got into uh, her Discord and all that stuff, and started chatting mm-hmm. with some people. And Crazy was among the first people that actually chatted back with me. And we just kind of like stayed tight like this entire time, like through thick and thin, like no matter what what went on in that community. Like crazy, and I just kind of like stayed like stayed like homied up, like it was always like that. And then I eventually, and then I eventually met you, Azzy, through crazy, as time went yeah. on. Yeah, I think it wasn't. Now also, I, I feel like Crazy's kind of AFK right now, too. So he's not... Yeah, he's <laughs> just kind of AFK in the head. He's just like... Mm. Uh, I have to talk on, so... It's okay, Crazy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always AFK in the head. <laughs> AFK in the head's just a state of mind AFK at this point. It's, it's just a lifestyle at this point. It's a mental wheelchair. <clears throat> like, I might have to make merch that says AFK in the head. At Ooh, some yeah. point, like, that would be that would be dope. But, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, but like like I said, crazy. Me and you stayed, you know, stayed pretty close, like through the entire time. Even after I was done with that community and had moved on, we still stayed close. And then I eventually met uh, Azzy and started communicating with him more after I got in. You know, start once I met Amanda and started uh, gaming with her a lot and hanging out in her streams. I started interacting with Azzy a lot more, and that just kind of like brought this like terrible, like terrible trio into play. <laughs> Someone says a good trio. And, and now, like the story, yeah. I haven't even heard yet. Like, how did you guys meet? Like, this is one that the listeners probably are gonna enjoy <clears throat> because I haven't heard it either. So I'm. Um, yeah, uh, basically, you know, he's been, he's been buying my OnlyFans, uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, his prices are insane for the OnlyFans. Still a better love story than Twilight, by the way. Oh, God, we're not gonna talk about Man, that. Man, that means fucking old, too. <laughs> yeah. Listen here, crazy. No money, no honey. So... Good thing you paid off, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, this is about to go from OnlyFans to OnlyHands real quick. <laughs> oh yeah. It's about oh, to boy. Only pay as anymore. Oh boy. But, the story, the, but I feel like this is gonna be something I'm really gonna enjoy listening uh, to. Yeah. Though. Um, Me and Azzy, we met through. Uh, a Spider-Man community, since we're both like Spider-Man fans, we met through a Spider-Man community called the Spidey Squad. <laughs> and th- we, when we started chatting there, and that's how we, when we we started talking and we we got to know each other. And it's been it's been three years now. Yeah, we, we met. yeah it's better than before. Yeah, that's what it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> I think it may be actually. It may actually be four. Right before. Yeah. Dang, yeah. and I've only known Crazy for two years, and I've only known you, Azzy, for about a year and a half. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So that's kind of crazy. Feels longer as well, actually. To think that you guys, yeah. you know, had, like, you know, known each other since I was, like, not even gaming or had gaming on my mind. It's just insane to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got into uh, Twitch. I was not in a good mindset when I was 
back in high school. So I was going through like anxiety and, and depression. So I was like, I should check Twitch out and see how that goes. From there, I went into, uh, I, I learned about the community. I learned about the, the leader uh, made the squad. And that's when I got in. And that's how, basically how I got into Twitch and Discord. And basically, yeah, I forgot how I got on. Make sure I got uh, how to get on a fight. <clears throat> Initiation test. What's your status? And there you go. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think Azzy just had to solve the uh, audio difficulty because Discord's being really sus right now. Uh yeah, there's. It's not. I don't know. And it doesn't. It doesn't help that you're in a completely different like right. region than our uh, than our uh, voice chat server either. Because I think we got like U.S. Central going on. Because yeah, Chicago is like, like the uh, middle point between crazy enough. Yeah, there was like um, there was like a storm or something. So it's like it's fucked the internet as well. So <laughs> I might I might uh I might dis- uh disconnect a few times. But it's okay. Do you, do you uh, want to side of the story, Izzy? Um, I I don't I can't remember that much. Um, I just uh, I think I was bored and I wanted to try find some people that had similar interests, and that's how I found Spidey Squad, and then uh. Stuff happened from there. I think that's pretty much it. Um, summarized, at least. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, but I feel like from here, like the best place to go is like the part, like to, like to lay out like first impressions because the first impressions out of both of you guys was that you guys were really chill and. You know, real like really like honest people, and I really like dig that when I like talk to people because that's that's how how that's how I indicate who I want to fuck with. Yeah, like on the long term, at at this point in my life, I'm just like, yeah, like I want to be able to fuck with honest people that uh you know that have good vibes, but I I cannot even honestly predict knowing how you guys think thought of me at first because i'm a fucking nutcase like i am on some all i'm on all types of weird energy in the night time and i know it was not time for me when both of you guys met me individually um i'm always yeah i'm always (laughs) yeah i always say some crazy shit like I know, I know you saw a lot of my like text chat in Pizza's Discord, Azzy, and I say some really heinous shit in Pizza's Discord. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but then oh. again, the banter Pizza and I have is special because I'm gonna miss seeing seeing the uh the the stuff you post on P- uh, Pizza's server. <laughs> Forgot. Oh no. <clears throat> too many Wait. discord needs to oh. raise the like the server limit so that we can have emotes and be in so all all of our friends yeah. individual servers oh uh, yeah also did i cut out i don't know if you heard what i said <clears throat> oh oh wait which which part 
Cause... Oh, I said um, I was gonna miss uh, seeing some of the some of the shit you post on Pizza Server. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did uh... I did catch that piece. Alright, <laughs> alright. I wasn't sure oh, if I yeah. disconnected or not. Yeah, but I understand how it is though with the Discord <laughs> server limit and wanting to have all the emotes and then having the get into all these different discords too for connections especially as creators like that's something that we have to do and it sucks ass yeah because everyone has their own server and you don't want to be rude to people and this is like a base of anxiety i'm sure every one of us feels this because um, literally the net like the ai in this show literally stands for anxiety induced this was the name <laughs> crazy and i rolled with just for that Probably, jeez. Like rogue anxiety induced podcast. <laughs> Damn, because because I don't even know. Our anxiety is the root of all of our successes and the root of all of our downfalls too. <laughs> like the anxiety is just a part of life. Yeah, I think uh, I just started here when I was. Uh, I was just trying to be nice to people. Just, uh, just cause I thought it was the right thing to do. No, I'm just a shit post. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. I'm, literally, I'm in like a zone between shit posting and actually just being really. I'm real. I'm I'm generally super laid back for most intents and purposes. <laughs> like, I think literally the way I went through things in my past literally has allowed me to learn how to like just live with a laid-back aura and not flip the fuck out over small things yeah i think i'm the same um but recently i don't know just be more honest i think <clears throat> and uh yeah i feel like being uh, you know like being a dishonest person or like playing people for other like other purposes just doesn't work out for anyone yeah, like when we're in the internet era, so any yeah. any people are gonna people are gonna call you out on it. Doesn't yeah, I work. heard I heard this fantastic piece about uh, cancel culture the other day. I don't know where I heard this, but in canceling, it's not about if your D DMs are gonna get leaked; it's about when your DMs are gonna get leaked, and how are you gonna look when that happens? Like that's the real question. But who are you behind closed doors? Because that, like, being successful on the internet literally takes a level of transparency that most people aren't ready to commit to. I, I hope my DMs don't get leaked. <laughs> if my DMs do get leaked, I would not be very, very upset. I wouldn't be very upset because the person I am in DMs is the same person I am talking to each and every fucking person. Like, it's just something that literally literally i don't feel like it's all that uh crucial to like play people like that it's just not my style like fuck that shit i just don't want people seeing how i treat crazy as my son my <laughs> <laughs> dang man yeah people would not I think it's pretty epic, but people will disagree. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think it's time, I think it's time to get into our uh, and time to get into our uh, 
individually submitted topics for this one. We all chose topics to bring to the table. And first, we were gonna go with with uh, crazy's uh, big, like crazy good news. We're gonna let him uh, spit his. Uh, so we're gonna let him uh, spit his yarn about his fantastic news that he's got. And we're going to talk about the process of how we got to this, too, because I feel like it's interesting. People want to know. Oh, yeah. You all know. Right off the top, crazy. Let the the viewers know. Sony announced uh, a console called the PS5 back last year. Like, last year. (laughs) And they released it last year. I was eager. I was very enthusiastic to get one, and I really wanted one and over the past few weeks I, I was trying to get one until right on tuesday thanks to gamestop I, I actually got one and i have it at home now and when crazy told me that gme was doing the drop i was doing all the fucking gme rocket ship moon memes from fucking wall street bets <laughs> i was spamming gme rocket ship gme rocket ship and saying to the moon, I was I was actually on that energy that day, <laughs> and it was it was a struggle. It was. I was when like, I "GME, started, hold the line." <laughs> when I first started trying to get the PS Five, uh, I I was trying uh, I was testing out like before before I was trying I was testing out how fast does it check out and when when do drops happen. And at first, it didn't seem that bad, right? <laughs> but when I was actually trying, each time, so each time the PS5 dropped from a retailer like Target or Best Buy, or I don't, I don't even want to talk about Target. That 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 was that was a struggle in itself. But every time they dropped, it instantly sold out. So the demand, the demand is still high. It's it's been high since December, since November, since the release. And because of COVID and the chip and, be- and because of these low life fucking scalpers yeah, that can the lick the bottom of my ball sack. That's all I've got to say. They can lick the bottom the of my ball sack. Scalpers just made everything difficult. Yeah, these guys are and fucking I was, scum. <laughs> I was like, why? I, I don't. And, like, but like seriously, these scalpers, they moms as hoes. That's all I've got to say. Like. All of the heat towards these scalpers because they are ruining the gaming experience for lots of people out here. And also hurting the developers that work really hard on their exclusives to sell to the customers that purchase PS5s. How the fuck are these exclusives supposed to sell if half of the consoles are sitting in somebody's closet going for twice the price on eBay? I said this to someone uh, recently. I said... Uh, the scalpers, the scalpers, the only care about money. They're, yeah. they're well, like it hurts the it hurts the gamers because all we want is just to play the console. Yeah, but I could, they, those assholes just care about the fucking money. And it doesn't hurt the and it doesn't hurt the retailers either. So they're not gonna put in the effort to make this more accessible to the people that actually should be buying these consoles. I know it's it's hurting the developers. Because I'm sure they're uh, selling these things at almost a loss so that people buy the exclusives and the monthly memberships and the extra controllers and all that shit. That's what they they make money off of. Because of these scalpers.
Troopers, I literally had to put uh, had to pull all nighters. Yeah. And because of these scalpers, your boy Crazy fell for a D's nuts joke at the expense of <laughs> at, at, like at my hands. Like I dropped a fucking fantastic D's nuts joke on him because he was literally he was I, literally struggling was, with the drops. He was telling me all of the drops that were that that were planned to go out through the week and and I was like he, I was like I could catch him slipping here. And I said, "Hey, DZ is dropping." And then he said, and then he repeated it. And I was like, "What is it was DZ? over?" And I said, "DZ nuts got him." <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I don't know how I was. Like, come on! Like the scalpers are literally really assholes to make you in a position where you can get caught by a DZ nuts joke like that. That wasn't even that good. I even I even pulled all nighter, stayed up the rest the rest of the day, the next day. I was yeah. sleeping for like two days because yeah. Target was supposedly so, supposed to drop, and then when they did, I didn't get one. So I was I was disappointed. Yeah, I was really trying to help you, us, uh, you know, stay up through those struggle nights too. I was really trying to help you when I was at work and bored as hell because, like, I finished my tasks and I'm just walking around like cleaning shit that I've already cleaned before. It felt like an actual <laughs> job. Like you had to. You had to actually check DMs. Like you're up at Pepega hours doing this, and I'm up at Pepega hours just like doing my actual job, and I'm trying to help you, help you stay alive during this. <laughs> like it's I remember that. I remembered that man. It was a struggle. That's a real one. Yeah, I think the good thing though is um, scalping. Like people are trying to like trying to make scalping illegal now, but it's yeah. kind of dumb. But the only way to stop like. And this is the funny part. The only way to stop the scalping is something that we literally cannot do right now. And that is yeah. to make this, you know, put more of them out in the stores. It's just not a good idea. Oh, With COVID. Because... With COVID, yeah. it's just not a good idea uh, to do drops in stores. Scalpers wouldn't be a problem if COVID didn't exist. It's just dumb though, because, um, like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take a, or it shouldn't take, um, COVID and PS5 for scalping to become actual illegal you know oh, yeah. <laughs> like should, this has been a problem done. with graphics yeah. cards too back in fucking 2016 uh, when i was buying not... the parts for this pc it was a yeah. problem i could not get my, i could not get my hands on a fucking 1070 to save my life or a 1066 gig i had to settle for a 1063 gig because that was the only one that became available <clears throat> at that time <laughs> Yeah, another thing but, is it's really bad for clothes as well and like shoes. Yes, especially shoes. Probably like yeah, oh yeah, it's really bad for them. Yeah, yeah. shoes is something. Yeah, that's it falls under the same fucking problem. The shoe market is so bad with scalping. I was yeah. close to buying it's... a PS5 from StockX, but then the GameStop dropped and it, I got one actually. I got a bundle. GMB rocket ship to the moon. Hold the line, boys. That's why GME stock jumped up double in price that next day, crazy, because they gave you the PS5. They heard. <laughs> but it, is, it, it, it resurged last week, like like earlier last week, too. It literally did resurge back up to $150 a stock. Like if, For anyone trying to get one right now, it is possible. But what I would say to do is 
follow follow a Twitter follow Twitter accounts that actually say when the drops are live, just so you can instantly go and try to get one. Yeah, there's this... not a guarantee that you will actually get one, but it is possible. I got one. You just it's have been... to play. Like it's just you have to play the game at this point. Yeah, play the game and be be very 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 diligent yeah yeah get all your macros ready boys and girls and be on your phone have no notifications on for the for the accounts and you'll, you'll get one eventually i'll start oh, yeah. my notifications off the twitter account <laughs> it's too much now and then otherwise just wait till supply meets demand yeah, like I don't know when the when the market's gonna bottom out on this, and all these scalpers are gonna eat shit. That's what I'm wondering. I want that day to come soon, when they actually put enough out on the market to meet the demand. Because I would, it would be fucking crazy if they actually put out enough of them to make the scalpers choke on them, and then people actually have them too, and I the think, scalpers just eat shit. That would be beautiful. The thing right now that's really hurting Sony to distribute. Yes. The, the chip shortage it, it, it is like well, yes with the yeah. chip shortages you know with like the the okay. pro- like the increased prices of the resources that it takes to build these things yeah because that's something that's happening with covid and then also like i said they they're selling these things almost out of lust with all that uh power in that console because they're wanting to sell these exclusives these controllers these monthly passes all that shit they want to sell all that and it's hurting the uh, bottom line for them as well as for the consumers that they're actually fucking scalping like this. I actually think retailers need to put more countermeasures into scalping. And, yeah, and it's, and it's not hurting the retailers. It's, it's, hurting the, it's hurting Sony and the developers, and it's hurting the gamers. It's not hurting the retailers, and that's where the problem lies. Yeah. I don't think they can do much though, other yeah, than it become like an actual like felony or something. So put a cap. Uh, hopefully it does become illegal though. It's like, I, I just realized I was accidentally place. thumping my thumping my what desk and it was making noise. Wasn't the UK working on that? <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry. Wasn't the UK working on making scalping illegal? Um, I th- I think they are. Yeah. Dude. So. Ho- Hopefully that would actually come... be lit. That would yeah. actually make the US actually do something about it as well. I think some states are attracted to that. I'm not sure. Um, but hopefully. <clears throat> Man, but I feel like that's about all I really have to say about that topic. Is that I hope the scalpers eat shit and drown in these PS5s and have to take a massive L. And that the gamers get what they want, and that the developers also get what they've worked really hard for. That's all I really want is all the pe- mm-hmm. honest people to win out here, because these uh, developers be... that make these exclusives have worked long and hard for this. I'm gonna be AFK for like thirty seconds. All right. I feel like How we could can... be AFK on these notes. <laughs> no. Oh no, he didn't hear it either. <laughs> I was about to say we could segue into the next topic too while he's gone, and this was your topic too, Azzy. So we can segue into this perfectly, and oh, that well. is you brought up the the debate that Jay Schlatt brought up a week or two ago, and that is sitting versus standing while wiping. 
And yeah. I say in the most instances, <clears throat> sitting is king while wiping. Because you will get a cleaner wipe. Your butthole is more open. You will get a better clean. But in a public restroom, please don't put your hands near that toilet water. This, yeah. this is the only instance I can forgive standing while wiping. If you're in a public restroom, you are all okay to stand while wiping. Because I will understand if you don't want to put your hands near that toilet water. Because I clean these motherfucking public restrooms at my work. Like, I clean toilets at work, and I understand where you would be coming from here. I would not put my hands near a public, you know, near a fucking toilet bowl in a public restroom. Much less even get my body anywhere near the toilet in general. And And this is something I say as somebody that sits while wiping. Like at my in in restrooms that I'm good with, I would not sit on a public toilet seat without like fucking hazmatting that shit, laying like five thousand strips of toilet paper on the toilet seat, and even still, I would not reach my hand anywhere near that toilet water to wipe my ass and risk knuckle scraping that toilet bowl because that is about just as bad. As reaching your hand in the fucking trash at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I never. I never. It just made me imagine that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome back, crazy. I'm glad you caught that piece of it. We're 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 fucking knuckle deep in this debate about sitting versus standing. Not really a debate because I feel like Azzy and I are on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. Which is sitting. If you're in a controlled environment, sitting while wiping is king. <clears throat> but only if you're in a public restroom, you don't want to knuckle scrape the toilet bowl. That's where I'm at on that. It's the only instance you can be forgiven for standing. And you are also a sitter too, right? Crazy. Yeah. Sit while yeah. wiping. Good stuff. We are all yeah. on the same page there. But that's the only instance I can forgive it though. That's what I'm saying. I like to I like to stand on the toilet seat if I'm in the public's uh, bathroom and just give it a big old squat. Dude, if the toilet seat's like dry and there's enough toilet paper, I will like hazmat like lay the toilet tool like toilet paper over the seat to the point where your ass is not making contact with that toilet at all. That's what I do. So yes. when I go into a public bathroom, I take the toilet paper and then I put it around the seat just so yes. I don't have. To- Fucking seat. And even if they have those little fucking seat covers, those things suck and make water splash back and hit you in the balls. So it's better not to use those. Just use oh. them. I feel like I feel like I just triggered some PTSD for Azzy. Oh, that's those a little like those little seat co- those like those little paper seat covers. You lay it down and it's got that little piece that like somehow falls into the toilet bowl. And mm-hmm. when you, and when you drop that log in there, it splashes water on your balls, and you're like, you're oh. not, and you're not having fun with it. <laughs> you're you're on, on your on your yeah. ass for the ladies. Yeah, no, you splash water on your ass, but still, it's just not sanitary. Which mm-hmm. is why toilet paper strats are like the best at all times. My nephews agree with me too, apparently, because I can hear them. They're agreeing with me too. 
that yeah. that tool that that the paper seat covers are fucking useless. <clears throat> Ready here, both here, bro. Stand up, stand up when you go into a public restroom. And that yeah, that Shit. basically uh makes it that and that basically lays the entire groundwork of my feeling on this whole sit versus stand debate. Only in public restrooms is it okay to stand while you wipe. What the fuck even stands wiping? If you're standing oh. while wiping at home, that just sounds like you're gonna get like like you you're gonna get some like stray poop on your floor or something. I don't know, dude. Like if you're standing while wiping, you need to get yourself checked. Like yeah, like and, and yeah, like you're standing up, your butt cheeks are clenching together, you're making a bigger mess to clean in the first place. And holy my nephews are going off today. <laughs> but congeals. They're feeling this pain real they're feeling this real deep to the heart. I'm telling you that my, my poor baby nephews, they're <laughs> that's what it feels like to stand while wiping. <laughs> that is what it feels like to stand while wiping, boys. You 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 get the shit all 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 over you, you know, like all over your butt cheeks that way because you're clenching them together. If you can sit while wiping, it makes the job easier and you don't have to do any extra cleanup. Like it takes less time. <laughs> that's just that's just it. And only in public restrooms what you know in the instance where you don't want to risk scraping your knuckle against the random toilet bowl would I ever mm. excuse that. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, ew, imagine. Uh, no, don't make me. Think oh of it. no! Biggest, biggest fear is uh, your dick touching the toilet bowl or some shit. Uh, <laughs> or like, or like some fucking like splashback, like, like I gave you Splash. the PTSD from the splashback. Yes. Splash or, damage. Yeah. Splash damage. It's, it is the worst, and maybe uh, even worse than that. Never had a hand, but and maybe even worse than that is like reaching into the toilet paper thing because this has happened to me once before, and goddammit, I got mad when this happened. Like reaching into the toilet paper dispenser and touching shit, like that is the worst because that is supposed to be the safe zone. Like your trust is just broken, you don't know what to fucking do with your life anymore. You can't trust people after that. After that, your life is just fucking meaningless and shit in the pursuit of trust of other people. Like, you can't. After you touch shit, reaching for toilet paper, you just can't. That's when you lose your faith in humanity, man. (sighs) People people are fucking animals. That's disgusting. Yeah, like, dude, if you're gonna do that, like, like, why wouldn't you fucking make an attempt to clean it up? Like, and this is something I go through as a person that cleans restrooms, too. And most of the time, it's fucking people clogging the toilet because they're too scared to flush more than once. Because they think it, because they think it's like, ima- like you know, they think it's like, like, they think it's like fucking, fuck, I, I forget the word for this. Emasculating, I think. Is that the right word for this? Um, 
Or they feel like they're, or they feel, you know, or they feel like it, you know, it fucking robs them of their masculinity if they have to flush more than once. Like, bro, what? Like, why wouldn't you flush fucking so you don't clog the toilet up and make a big fucking mess? I think it's just people are weirdos, honestly. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's like they take pride in the fact that they don't, they only try to flush the toilet one time. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and I've I been on. It comes down to, and I'm on both sides of this too, because I went to the bathroom. I flush more than once when I go, because I'm not having the toilet fuck up on me. And if it's a venue where there's only one toilet, you're really fucking everybody else over by not doing that. And then, and then, well, like as the person that cleans them, you're like, man, it makes your life a lot easier when people don't clog the fucking toilets up too. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like that's just something something that perplexes me to this day. You know, like you will learn a lot of shit about people. Like no pun intended, when you work it, when you work cleaning bathrooms, and I can tell you guys that women's restrooms are typically dirtier than men's restrooms. Like Seriously? Clean, yeah, like really? you, like if you detail clean both of these restrooms and leave them alone for a few hours, the women's will most wow. certainly have more mess than the men's restroom. And it's fucking bizarre. At least where I'm at, it's bizarre. I've always been told women's uh, restrooms are always clean. I just... I feel, like, I feel like women's restrooms are, you know, like inclined to more mess because, because you know, they have to sit down at those toilets to pee and poop. Yeah, where guys, we can just like walk up to a urinal, a urinal, and just let it rip. <laughs> yeah, and 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 most and most guys know how to aim their shit too. And plus, urinal culture basically this basically makes it where all of the like one of the urinals is always clean because people won't use the urinal beside each other unless they're just weird like that. Oh snap! I just got a, uh, I just got a uh, little alert <clears throat> for my sports news that JJ Watt joined the uh, Arizona Cardinals pug. Oh, nice! I'm not sure you guys are all that familiar with uh, sports and such, but JJ Watt's a huge, huge name in the NFL. Um, you know he's no, one. Of, he's, he's he's one of those players that's got like a brand. You know, he's got enough of a brand to be sponsored by a lot of uh, companies. And he's just signed with a new team. I like, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I like sports, but, like, I'm not that big in it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I, can't, I don't know anyone, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm big into American football and basketball, for those listening. I'm a big fan of those, and I'm always welcome to see the news that comes out of that sphere, even though it's not something that typically goes into the theme of the show here. Because I know you guys aren't sports people. I just remembered. From the Super Bowl. There, oh, yeah. Oh. I, remember, I just remembered there is one person I know, and that is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's <laughs> the fucking Tom goat. Brady. Tom Brady yeah. is the goat. Like, everybody should know who Tom Brady is. Even if you don't watch football, you know who Tom Brady is because he fucking wins. And Literally. he makes it. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to sue Tom Brady's good name because a lot of people love Tom Brady. Yeah. Because I also have a, an immense respect for Tom Brady and his ability to win. That man is a fucking. That man is a fucking machine. That's all I've got to say. He is a winning machine. I did not know he actually has the son. Yeah, that that was a bit <laughs> sus, but I don't. Yeah, that was the sus part. You know, that's the part I don't want to soil his name on, because I don't know like how like what kind of like if that's like a cultural thing where he grew up or you know if that's something that you know was like common in his family or something or if that's just like a piece of culture he picked up somewhere. You never know. I'm sure there's a good reason for it. He's not doing it with malicious intent. His name is Tom Brady. So, I think that's the only reason he has. After after winning the sing- uh, Super Bowl, he goes, tongues is... <laughs> did you see when they did the uh, celebration, like, the next week? This motherfucker tossed the Lombardi trophy, which is, like, this, the trophy that they win. Across Jeez. across the ocean, like between two yachts. Yeah, wasn't there like the Eminem uh, song? Didn't have the Eminem song there too. Um, there, like as a background, I think. I'm not yeah. even sure. Like, are you talking about yeah. in the background of that video where he tossed? Yeah. The... He tosses the. Yeah, maybe he tossed it to uh, Gronkowski, who was on the uh, Patriots with him, and moved, you know, and came out of retirement just to play on the on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady this year. The Bucks destroyed the fucking Kansas City. The I Super mean, Bowl was so depressing. It was yeah, so depressing. I, felt, I felt bad for Mahomes in that game, though, because he got hounded. Like, I saw something from ESPN. It was like 500 yards. They made him run just to get away from them, not even, like, running forward. Just him running away from the defense. It was essentially Mahomes versus... Uh... Yeah, it was it was it was Mahomes again. It was like one v eleven for him that whole game. It was one v eleven, like him versus the entire Tampa Bay defense. <laughs> but I guess I guess with this little tangent, we can move on to the next topic as well, so we can. Speaking of competitiveness. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I want to bring this one to the uh, top. I talked a bit about my competitive experience with Quake in the past, and I want to bring that up because I brought that up earlier in the show, and I want to bring this back because I don't feel like kids these days, especially these Fortnite kids, and I see this every time that Epic announces the uh, prize pools or the new competitive events and how they're gonna like split prizing. Every single time these kids get, like throw a hissy fit and fucking baby rage about the prize pools on an online only tournament that they're all allowed to compete in. I don't think they they know how hard it is how hard it was at least before Fortnite to get at the top level of a game and be allowed to compete for the top tier prize from nothing. It was not yeah. going to happen. You had to have an org behind your back. And not only did you have to have an org behind your back, you also had to have the developers in the league behind your back. This is like League of Legends, CSGO, Dota, COD, like every other esport, you had to have an org behind you. 
I was just and like, be that good at the game mm-hmm. and had to be that good at making a name for yourself, that good at being a content creator. Because it's not just about being the best at the game in esports. It really isn't. It's about selling merch, making money for the team. If you're not making money for the org, why do they even want you? But with like Fortnite, Epic changed the game by making this open to the competitors. This is how I feel about this one, and I feel strongly. Mm -hmm. Epic opened the gateway for kids to come up from nowhere and win these prizes without having the grind for orgs and to have their own brand and to not have to drive hundreds of miles to a land center in another state or country to compete for prizes that were like $500. Like the amount of money in these tournaments these days is insane to me because I drove hundreds of miles to compete in lands for like $250 prizes. Like I'm basically just playing for bragging rights because I'm paying for a hotel. I'm paying for gas. I'm paying for food. And then I'm paying the, uh, like the, and I'm paying other costs as well, you know, along the way. Yeah. Because there's always unexpected shit that happens on these road trips like this. You never, ex- you like, you never really expect the cost to be that high. Like you go to play this $250 <laughs> land. And this is when I drove to Atlanta, Georgia. And this is like a three hour drive for me. I had to take a hotel, go and play in this tournament. And place like a place like second and got two fifty two hundred and fifty dollars at this one like uh, land center in Atlanta where they hosted this tournament back in the day, and that barely paid for the trip. Like I had like eight dollars to my name when I got back to Alabama and got home and fucking showed my family the trophy. Like that's all I had was the trophy, and eight dollars. I'm like, hey dad, look, I won eight dollars. <laughs> Never like, nah, I won $250, Dad, but I'm giving you your money that you sent me on this trip with back to you. Like, that's what it was for me when I competed. And this was just for the ability to compete. Like, I really didn't care about the money when I competed in these tournaments because the money wasn't there. And I knew that someday down the line that this was going to get big enough to where kids could sit in their own fucking bedrooms without shoes on, by the way, because playing with shoes on is so aggravating. Have you guys ever played fucking PC uh, at a sitting at a PC with shoes on? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> for extended periods of time, like, have you ever done it for like four plus hours? Yes. And <laughs> will your feet be sweaty as a motherfucker? Like, tell me, like that—that that is something that happens, right? Um, for me, no, because it was—it was really cold. So, like, I was. And- this was like when I went and played in these tournaments, they wouldn't allow you to wear slides or any sh- shit like that. You couldn't wear sandals, Crocs, slides, nothing like that. You had to wear closed toe sh- shoes. Jesus. <laughs> and it was fucking weird, dude. Like I would, I was wanting to wear slides when I played in the tournament with socks. You know, like some Nike slides with socks. Cause that's part of my basketball. That was part of my fucking like spirit pack for playing basketball. Like I had fucking Nike slides. And, you know, that's what they call, like, the, the you know, the cool, like, like Nike sandals and shit. That's what they called them around here. 
and I know you probably you guys may hear that like in like at, like Atlanta hip hop terms because that's something that picks up picks up here in Alabama too, as far as slang goes, it slides. Yeah, they would. They made me go back. They made me go back out to my car and change into my fucking like sneakers. <laughs> like I had to go leave the building and go back and change into my shoes. Jesus. And you had, and you had to follow dress codes and shit, and you know, like smell nice. You know, like that's a meme that passes through the Smash community now, the melee <laughs> community, is that they smell bad. But yeah, they they will yeah. That's something that you had to go for back then. Like you had to be like, not like well dressed, but you had to like be presentable, mm-hmm. and going hundreds of miles away from home, playing these tournaments for at max like a thousand or five hundred dollars, unless you're just top tier and you can get to like worlds in that game. Like I couldn't get, I wasn't good enough at Quake to make it to the world championship, obviously. So. I never competed for big money, like, you know, in the thousands of dollars range. The most I competed for, like, the prize was $500. That's still pretty good, though. And Looking that was, and I played in, like, three tournaments total. I won a tournament here in Alabama. I won a land tournament for Quake 3. And I won, and I got second and one in Georgia for $250. That That's as far as it went for me, but... But still, like, I feel a bit of disdain towards these kids that don't know how hard it was to go and actually compete to play for money back, you know, like, back in those days. They're in a a spot now where they don't have to uh, worry about, like, traveling to a LAN and playing in the tournaments because the tournament is at your house, at your PC setup. It's all online. It's it's amazing. And the barrier to entry is like far to none. You don't have to like dive deep into the community to know because it's all open information. Isn't it like they just boot up the game and then it's there? Yeah, like it's in the compete tab in Fortnite. It's in the compete tab. You grind the Champions League and you qualify for the tournaments that way just by being in Champions in Arena. Like getting invited to these land tournaments or learning about where these things were for me took a lot of like extra digging outside of playing the game and all that stuff and i feel like it's something that these kids aren't going to be able to relate to these days or at least not until lands start up again but even then the stat the bar has been set so high they'll never know how fucking aggravating it is to have to fucking convince your parents to let you go alone at age 17 or so to one of these places. Or I go, like, in in my case, I went with my mom. But still, like, you know, to convince one of your parents to come with you to a fucking land and watch you play in these fucking video game tournaments, like, they're never going to know. Because yeah. because I, now like the 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 cap of the market like as far as making money from playing in these tournaments and winning, everybody <laughs> like all these parents have seen Booga on the news holding that world champ that world cup uh trophy with the three million dollar price tag on it, and seeing Ninja on TV like that's something that was not around when I was g- coming up in gaming, and yeah. my my dad literally thought I was wasting my fucking time. <laughs> Like, 
and literally told me this was just a fucking joke. That's what he literally told me when I went when I told him I wanted to go play in a fucking quake tournament three hours away. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting though, cause like I never, like, I never into, into like, that, like that. So yeah, like I, I wasn't a, I wasn't really a competitive person like that until like I started to get decent at the game. And someone told me I should try, like, and then I got into a land, and I swear to God, this is also something I really, really enjoy. The land experience, dude, it's just the best. Like, playing these online tournaments doesn't feel the same, and I do feel bad for the, you know, current ga generation of gamers, because they won't get to experience lands like that. Like, land tournaments, where... There is no disparity between, like, you know, all the PCs are the same. The connection is all in the same place, so there's no, like, lag. And games run beautifully in land settings like that. Because it is really just a test of skill at that point, And a test of how well you can hold your composure playing in front of a crowd. Yeah, I was gonna say, I forgot, like, I never knew, um, like, tournaments and shit, uh, like, never knew this match came into it, and, like, especially, I didn't even know there was, like, a, a real, like, there was people watching in person and stuff, either, uh, until recently, like, I just never knew that. Yeah, so I, mean, I think, I think esports, that's when it started uh, really to show how these tournaments are. Dude. I remember yeah. fucking rocking up uh, back when, like, the fucking, like, in the old days of melee tournaments. I remember rocking up to melee tournaments back when I used to play uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and shit and actually go to the card stores. Like, that's how I got into, like, you know, seeing these lands. Because at a younger age, when I used to play card games with my friends, they'd be hosting these tournaments. And while your friends are fucking looking at the cards and shit and the cases... And, like, trading with other people at the store, I'm just looking at this fucking tournament going on, dude. Like, they got the bracket on the, you know, they got the bracket on a fucking whiteboard on the wall. And people are gathered around watching these people play. And it's like competing in actual sports, because that's what it felt like to me. Because I used to play basketball in high school. That's what it was to me, literally. The same feeling. Of competing for a crowd. And like having money on the line. Like it just feels different you know. Not even if you. Even if you don't think you're going to win. You still want to put on a good show. And that's why I love competing in lands. And why I love esports so much. Even to mm -hmm. this day. Because it, it, it calls back to my days of playing actual sports. Or physical sports and brings in my love of gaming with it and my love of FPS games in particular in a lot of this because I still watch like like as far as uh, watching esports goes I still watch uh, Quake Pro League when they do those they did one yesterday I watched it it was really fucking cool it's always cool to watch these Quake duels go on because it's like a chess match, but inside of a uh, arena shooter. You get to see the uh, fast, hectic action 
of an arena shooter, but you also get to see people playing mind games with each other. Oh, yeah. And that's always fucking awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, need to actually check this out. And I, so feel like, could, and I feel like players these days aren't, you know, going to know the uh, joys of arena shooters or playing in lands for that matter. But the whole basis of me wanting to bring this topic to the show was like, basically me wanting to tell these kids they're fucking spooled. But then again, I was spooled too by the experience of playing in lands. So I can't really be too, too upset with them. But still, mm-hmm. like, they should not yeah. be taking advantage of the fact that the money is in the game now. And that, I mean, all, of the, that all of the money is into the esports scene now, and that they have more chances than ever before to be competitors, to be top-tier players, and to be famous for it. Yeah. They, should not, take a, uh, they should not take advantage of the fact that they can make this their career now. Yeah, it is possible. That's insane that we got to this point where yes, you can actually make anything your career that's online. Um, yeah, especially gaming or like, like gaming. Rock. Yeah, gaming content creation, um, even like and you know not even like streaming games or playing on YouTube, but just being a pro at a game. You can get a salary from an org. And after your career is over playing, the orgs can still hire you on for more of like a consulting or coaching type deal. And you're still making money off of the game. Or as a caster, you're still making money from this. And it's insane. Like, the 9 to 5 grind is not one you really want to go through. It fucking sucks nutsacks to do something you don't want to do for 40 hours plus a week. It's not something that everybody want you know it's not something that everybody like should have to live through if they don't have to and i feel like these i feel like people are just taking advantage of the fact that this possibility is here now and that they're just like shitting on that the fact that that possibility is there they're shitting on that and that's what makes me kind of like come on man because yeah, them shitting on the prize pools for Fortnite when literally the bottom of the prize pool is more than I've ever, you know, more than most of the prizes I've ever taken in a tournament is insane. Like, you guys are complaining about minimum, you know, like prize pools at the bottom being like $500 a piece or something. Or, and, you know, the total prize pool is still in the, that, like, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars like even at this stage i know they're not giving 30 million dollars a year now like they started with but still the amount of money they're putting out is more than a lot of games are willing to put out and the fact that fortnite makes it open for people to compete is even crazier in itself Fortnite really changed the game into the like, competitive. Aspect. Yeah, and a lot of people also sleep on how much Fortnite, you know, Epic and Fortnite has done for the gaming scene as a total, as as a whole. I feel like there's so much more that we could get into there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of game breakers, like game changers that Epic introduced with Fortnite. 
especially the way that they're uh, doing these uh, partnerships and these collaborations with all these brands. And I feel like that can be integrated into games more. Like one thing that really changed the game, Fortnite changed the game on was actually like crossplay. Yeah, the crossplay. Yeah, bursting the crossplay bubble, getting Sony and Microsoft to play nice with each other. I don't think any game developer before Epic had managed to make that happen. Because of because of Epic, now you could literally play COD or any other first person shooter with with your friends essentially on another console. and then also across pc and and like yeah. mobile even like yeah. and like the like like the platform is so accessible to multiple uh devices that you can play this game with anybody and that's what made fortnite all that's what made fortnite like the craze that it was really is so how accessible it was yeah, and I feel like that's sprung forward into the next generation of gaming too, and also the way they did uh, skins and stuff. You know, people stopped making microtransactions, so uh, or, or like charging money for like some parts of the game. You know, like you know now these companies are seeing the potential of uh, co- you know cosmetics being. Uh, being a major revenue source and then also doing collaborations with these other companies like how Epic did Marvel and Star Wars and all that stuff and Jordan and Nike and in, like the NFL FIFA I think they did that recently too didn't they or not FIFA but uh but I know they did one with uh soccer recently <laughs> I'm, I'm really i'm really behind the times in, in that in that department i'm really behind the times on that one but i know they did a uh a football based one you know for uh for soccer i know they did something like that and then how they're partnering with these creators too and making like icon skins like they did for ninja and they're doing for, they did for gref g and I feel like the next one they should really stick to, the next two or something, should be for like Nick A30 and Cypher PK because those guys stuck through that game too. I think uh... all those years, like, and it's just crazy to see like the most you see other games do as far as like making skins that aren't just skins is like doing the esports team skins, like the Hundred Thieves skins or the. Uh, phase skins or the you know whatever stuff like that Mm. that's the most you see from these other games as far as like exclusive skins go but epic changed that too you know they did the collaboration with star wars (laughs) the star wars and marvel and dc and they're just doing all that stuff and making the game more than just a uh battle royale i feel like they're gonna do something crazy with it in the next few years that we're not even going to recognize. Yeah. It's going to be something else. And you can yeah, kind of see that you can see Epic shift in, in direction going away from the uh, battle Royale type stuff too. You know, they're just kind of, uh, I can tell they've got something in the, in the uh, background going, they've got something on their back burner that they're ready to put out. 
and that it's gonna slap really hard. It's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be like the new, like the next generation of Fortnite, basically. Yeah. Just like the battle royale is gonna die out, and something else is in Fortnite is gonna take its place as the uh, number one. Could be like, could be like PVP, probably. Yeah, like, uh, I feel like they could even like you know they could make it more like an. Like, was, there's a lot of places that can go with it. That's the whole point I'm trying to make here. Make like, yeah, is that it's not I just the battle royale or a shooter. They can make this game and they're trying to make this game a platform. Basically, yeah, they I said was, it themselves. I was thinking, um, what they could do is make it uh, these nuts. <laughs> That was horrible. Fuck, that would be fucking fantastic. Like they put patch notes out, and it just says "D's nuts." Ha ha, I got them. Because <laughs> now they don't put patch notes out anymore. Just make them put out a, you know, when they make them put out patch notes again, they're just gonna put out patch notes and be like "D's nuts." Mm-hmm. Oh man, that discussion went longer than I thought it was too. <laughs> About uh, esports and competing, like how it is back in the day versus now. Like, I feel like that went a lot longer than I thought it would. To this point, we are like really deep into this recording and we could wrap any moment. But any other topics you guys uh, want to bring to the uh, board? Um, Anything else you guys are excited about that's coming up here soon? Or what do you guys think of Resident Evil 8? Oh, Resident Evil 8. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward I, to that. Like, big, to va- big vampire lady titties aside, <clears throat> I am excited. I don't see the appeal. I need to play the, I need to play the demo, actually, now that I have a PS4. Uh, yeah. I really don't see the appeal I with that vampire lady. But, I, oh, I mean, I'm sometimes we just want to be dominated by big strong ladies that are also sexy that is all this comes down to Uh, not all the time but sometimes we just want big tall vampire ladies to step on our necks exactly (laughs) i respect it it's just it's not uh we like strong uh independent women these days that is what this boils down to we love strong independent women any other games you guys are looking forward to uh, the last trials. <clears throat> God of War um, Ragnarok, bro. I want to oh, fucking. I'm looking Ragnarok. forward to that so fucking bad. I love God of War. Kratos is my motherfucking homie. I love Kratos. Another thing is, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know how scary. Sorry, uh, just to like go back, but um, I don't know if how scary Resident Evil Eight and Outlast is gonna be. That's all. That's my only worry. I don't think it's going to be scary enough. Uh, I'll try to demo and tell you. Resident Evil 8? I feel like it's going to be a tiny bit scary, but it's going to do a lot more lore building <clears throat> off of yeah. uh, where RE7 left off. because I, I still need to play RE7. Because this is... Yeah, because um, 8 is... You're, you're playing as Ethan Winters again in Resident Evil 8, and he's the protagonist of 7 as well, so... You guys may want to play seven before you play eight. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, play, I played seven on stream like last year, and it was such a good game. I loved it. I may save that for streaming. Uh-uh. Seven was a good game. Like it wasn't too scary, you know. It was something that the chat could enjoy without getting totally bombarded like that. 
You know, it's not extremely scary, and it has the right amount of difficulty, too. And it does bring some scary moments along with, uh, like, the way that the, you know, that Jack doesn't fucking die. And just randomly fucking, like, pops up and fucking, like, really that's fucks your day up. Oh, I'm just saying, that's a mechanic of the game. Oh, mechanic. Okay. Yeah, it's literally a game mechanic. While you're, like, mid-game exploring the fucking, like dad character literally just fucking jumps up and fucking ruins your day yeah and he's unkillable um, too he's unkillable you'll down his ass and take him out and think you're good and go back through and he's just fucking gone you know like his body's gone you're like oh fuck where's he gonna pop up next yeah he was like master x it's fucked oh bro mr. except x. not as except not as intimidating Mr. X was yeah, way fucking scarier. Because when you see Mr. X is like eight foot tall, fucking jacked ass, like walking towards you, you, you know you're about to get fucking. You're about to oh, get. Just, the first time I did play. You're about to get fucking Undertaker last routed through the fucking cage. Like, that, you know that's about to happen. When I play. I don't want to see Mr. X in eight. Oh. Sorry, Cruiser. Uh, the first time that I played uh, Resident Evil 2. It, I I was so anxious when Mr. X was trying to chase me. <laughs> you could yeah. hear his footsteps. It was just insane. I can I tell you, that. Resident Evil 4 is one of those games that really brings back a lot of nostalgia for me personally because the Resident Evil series is fantastic and one of the first ones I played was 4. 4 was the first one I played. And dude, the re- the fucking regenerators in that game, the way they fucking breathe, dude, that was always yeah, so scary. That was, that was so creepy, yeah. Like the that fucking was- raspy fucking like like drawn out breathing, like oh my god, that shit was so like cuz you knew that motherfucker was going to be unkillable too until you got the uh infrared scope for the sniper. Yeah, for the sniper yeah. I was I, thinking that's I was, I was literally thinking about picking that game back up for uh, content too, but I want to hold on to it just in case they announce a uh, remake. I don't want to buy oh. the. Uh... I think I think they are gonna work on a remake. I don't know yet. I if think they're smart, delayed. they would. I think it's getting delayed because I think the, uh, a different a different uh, development team. Yeah, I, I feel like they should focus team. on making eight the best game they can make it. And then focus on a remake for four because yeah. if they do, if they come out with eight as a banger, I would be happy. And then four remake could come after that. They don't need to overextend themselves, Capcom. I just don't know what the fuck they're doing with Chris Redfield and RE8. Yeah, I'm curious to see where the uh, story of Resident Evil goes in general with this because, you know, it's such a huge franchise at this point. To span yeah. across multiple, multiple, multiple games. Yeah. Not just eight title games, you know. There's more than just the ones that are named. Because I know there's, like, fucking <laughs> Code Veronica and shit like that. Like, ones that aren't even in the numbers, but still are part of the canon. It's so weird. And we got the Revelation series as well. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, so many titles in that series. That oh, lore can be hard to keep up with, and they can bring any of it out of the woodworks too, which really fucking wants you wants to make you, make you stay on your toes as far as that goes. Yeah. Uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, I said one that I was excited for. Wait, which one of you guys said was said RE eight? Uh crazy. Or right, what game would you be excited for, Azzy? Um, I'm looking Coming forward soon. to the Outlast Trials. Oh, Pog, dude. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Dude, Outlast is also very Poggers. I love those games. It's just, the thing is, like, um, after, like, the the first, like, one or two scares or something, like, it doesn't, I don't know, for me at least, they're not, they're, they're not that scary. And that's yeah. just horror games in general. Like, I just don't get scared anymore. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm not in the... As he first showed me Outlast, I was I was scared. But when I actually played it, I was like, it's not even that bad. You know what? You're a liar. You told me you didn't get scared. But then you told me you got you couldn't even... No, you told me you couldn't even finish the game. Then you said it wasn't scary. And then when we played together, you were screaming. No, we played together before I actually played the game and streamed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh... The way I play scary games is a fucking different beast entirely. I should be yeah. playing more of them on stream because of the manner the manner I play these games in is really friendly to chat. But it is something else, dude. I'm just like I'm always fucking memeing my way through scary games. Like have either of you guys watched me play any scary games? I just meme my way through them hard as fuck every time. I don't think I don't, like, I don't think I got scared the entire time I played through uh Layers of Fear on stream. I, Resident I actually, Evil I, 7. Most actually, of Outlast 2 because I didn't finish that game. And until dawn. I didn't get scared by any of those games. And, and Phasmophobia too. Like literally I'm walking around fucking like roasting ghosts and shit until they kill me in Phasmo. I, it's just sad Phasma? that I it's sad that I can't play that game all the time because it's so it runs so poorly on my um, PC. It just runs so poorly. I was gonna say though, uh, Phasma is just funny, honestly. Like depending on how you play with it, it's just funny. It is. Um, that's probably the best way to play it. Like I can't take that game seriously. And the way, and the way my friend Raptor and I play the game, it's so fun because. He's good as hell at the game, and then I'm just like memeing, and it works so well. Yeah. Speaking of Raptor, uh, we may have him on as a guest here soon. He's really, he's really an interesting person, and I feel like y'all are gonna have a fun podcast when he jumps on. Oh yeah. Having, like... having him on the show is gonna be su- such a treat because he already, you know, he already like said yes to you know me asking. And we're going to have some fun topics to bring up with him on the show as well. So everybody listening, if you made it this far even, be looking forward to that next week. We're going to have Raptor on for next week's episode. And we're going to have some juicy discussions about Twitch because (laughs) he is, yeah, he is, yeah, he is not very enamored with Twitch at this point. And he's making the move to YouTube after uh, Twitch disbands his uh, affiliate status after uh-huh. the, after they break it. So it's going to be very fucking interesting to talk to him about that. Yeah. Bit of a spicy opinion, but honestly, uh, 
Twitch is not that good. <laughs> No. Yeah, let's save this for let's save this for next week's episode so people have some fucking tea to look forward to. Yeah, I'm just gonna but at say this it. point, I feel like we're comfortable to wrap though. Out. We've got enough content in this one, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. At this point, this seems like the best time to wrap though. And with that being said, thank you guys for watching. If you or listening, if you made it this far into the show. Do look out in the description of the YouTube version of this for the vi the video project that Azzy worked on. And it's going to be very reminiscent of some old school misfits. If you guys enjoyed those type of videos, do look for that in the comments. You guys are going to have fun with that. We're going to be post. We're going to also have our socials in the description as well for the podcast and for us individually if you want to keep up with us or the show follow us on twitter that's where we're all most active and we're also going to be putting uh i think in let's see crazy is there like a youtube or a twitch you want to plug for this one or are you just kind of like like undecided on that yet you can plug the twitch yeah, we can plug plug your Twitch and mine in the in the description here. If you guys want to catch us uh, on the fly any other time of the week, I feel like that's the best place you can catch us, like goofing around or gaming in general. Or months for me. <laughs> but as this podcast drops, it should be uh, dropping on Thursday, the fourth of March. That'll be my twenty fifth birthday as well. <laughs> Feel free to jump on Twitter at wildebe674 and say happy birthday to me. And follow Azzy on Twitter at sub to Azrael. And crazy at it's, oh boy, it's going to be, yours has got like the, the X's and the underscores. <laughs> I need I to change that. Yes. You got to get that new at, you got to get that new cl clean, crisp at. But we're going to drop that in the description as well because he's got the underscores and the X's and he's like one step away from having FaZe in his uh, Twitter at. <laughs> crazy. <here I> <laughs> FaZe X is crazy 18X. Yeah. FaZe underscore is crazy underscore. <laughs> yeah. I change that app. all right and with that being said just catch all of these socials in the description stay tuned for next week we're gonna have raptor on to talk about twitch and and uh his approach to his content he's a really good friend of mine and he's a really interesting character that i'm looking forward to introducing everyone to but until next time guys peace out love and have a fantastic time